Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Friday, January the 7th, 2022. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that he has divinely connected you and I to for such a time as this. TGIF, yes, thank God, it is Friday. I don't know about you, but it seems like it's been a long week. I think because it's the first week back from most people's vacation, it just seems extremely long and exhausting, but thank God we made it. We made it to see another year, and we made it the first week of this year, 2022. So we give all thanks all glory, and all honor to our God, to our God. This month is 31 minutes for 31 days in the Word of God. So it doesn't matter what you're reading. We just want to be sure that we are meditating on the Word of God, that we're not just reading it or listening to it, but that we're meditating, that we're letting what we hear or or allowing what we read to kind of just go over and over again in our head. That's what it means to meditate on the Word of God, that you bring it back. You allow the Holy Spirit to bring it back to your remembrance throughout the day. So you're thinking about the Word. You're thinking about how to apply the Word of God to your life. You're thinking about you know, who you might want to share the Word of God with. The Word of God is not just meant for for you and I alone, but it is meant to be shared with those that we love. And sometimes the Word of God is used even as a form of correction. People don't like to hear that, but it's true. On this morning, as I was getting dressed and, and, you know, moving around the house, I was listening to the book of Ezekiel, and it's probably one of the one of the most, I guess, um, one of the one of the books that really just have you thinking about a lot of things. How how God will use people that we don't think He might use. How God will have people do things that seem odd or strange, but it's because God has a purpose and he has a plan. We have to remember, especially on Fridays, because we do things a little bit differently, we're going to talk about the word, but we have to remember God's word said that he chooses the foolish things to confound the wise. So a lot of times when people are doing things and they say, well, God told them to do it or the Holy Spirit is leading them that way, sometimes we might look back and question like, I don't believe, you know, you'll hear people often say, I don't believe God would tell them to do that, or I don't believe God said that, because it doesn't, it messes with our reasoning, right? It messes with sometimes even what we would consider to be logical thinking, right? But our God is not logical. Our God doesn't do things in a in a nice, uh, in a nice, little way, you know what I mean? It's not like a a, a nice little um, package deal in terms of how we might see it or how we've come accustomed to it. 
our God does things in a way so that we know without a shadow of a doubt it is him. It is him. See, there are a lot of things that just because um, because we are human beings, right, God has equipped us to do, right? He's equipped us to do certain things where we could easily say we did it, right? But one of the things that, that I have come to learn about our God is that God will not share his glory with another. When God performs miracles, see, we won't be able to say that the doctor did it. In fact, we'll be saying that the doctor said they did all they could do. We'll be saying that the odds were against this process or against this person being healed. Or when we ask the doctor, the doctor said that doesn't happen. See, God likes situations like that. Because then we know that he and he alone is the one that turned that thing around. We know that he and he alone had to move on our behalf because there was no scientific way it was possible. I'm going to give you an example. You know, uh, right now with this Omicron virus, you know, people are saying everybody's going to catch it. It's just a matter of time. Everybody's going to catch it. It's just a matter of time, this and that and this and that. But see, when God says you don't have anything to worry about, then you know that's God. And when I talk to people and say, you know, how can you say that? Don't say that. Don't say everybody. Well, that's what science is saying. See, that's when God does his best work. When science is saying this, and everybody's believing it, but by faith God has told you it shall not come nigh your dwelling, or don't worry about that. I've got you. Now, if you get COVID, you know, we believe by the word of God that you will recover. We believe by the word of God that you shall be healed. But if God has told you he's got you covered, and you've done all that you can do to protect yourself. You're eating right. You're, you know, you're wearing your mask. You're taking your vitamins. You, you've got the, the vaccine. If, if you have peace with that, if you've done what God has told you to do, then you don't worry about the odds against you. You stand on the word of God. And so it's something about getting the word down in your spirit so that you can speak the word, so that you can tell people, no, no, that's that's not what my God says about me. That's not what my God says about this situation. See, one of the things that I love about the book of Ezekiel, in the very beginning of the book, God has Ezekiel to eat the scroll. He has Ezekiel to eat the scroll. It says in Ezekiel chapter 3, and he said to me, son of man, eat what is before you. Eat this scroll, then go and speak to the people of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. The scroll being the word of God. See, when we read the word, when we listen to the word, we are taking on the bread of life. 
see, think it not strange how the Bible refers to God. You know, he is the bright and morning star. That's supposed to mean something to us. He is the bread of life. What do we do with bread? We eat it, right? And because he is the living word, then all of what we do with the word of God, how we engage with the word of God, it gives us life. And just like he told Ezekiel, once he ate the scroll, he said, go and speak to the people of Israel. Because guess what? When you have the word of God in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, and it becomes a part of who you are, you can't help. You can't help but to share it. You can't help but to tell a dying world what God says in order to give them hope. You can't help but tell a dying world what God says in order to give them joy and speak peace unto their situation. See, what you put in you is what comes out of you, naturally and spiritually. Now, I don't want to be gross this morning, but think about what you eat. See, at some point, you have to release that out of your body, right? It, it, it let, let me put it in layman's terms. You got to go to the restroom, right? What you drink, it has to be released out of you, right? You have to go use the restroom throughout the day, sometimes several times a day, because what you put in you naturally is coming out of you. What you put in you spiritually is coming out of you. The good things that you put in you spiritually and and those things that are not so good are coming out of you. They are coming out of you, out of your mouth, right? And they are coming out in your actions. So when we eat and chew on the word of God, it's coming out in one of two ways, out of our mouth or in our action. Because faith without works is dead. So even though we may speak faith because we've read the word, if we don't do anything about that faith, right, faith without works is dead. Often, and we're just talking today, y'all, it's Friday, praise be to God. But I want you to think about somebody that has a has a potty mouth or curses all the time, right? Usually people that curse all the time are cursed a lot, right? It's because they've been around people or they've heard a lot of profanity or they eat a lot of profanity, meaning they're watching TV with a lot of profanity. You know what I'm saying? But they are eating and, and chewing on profanity because that's what they're around. People who have a high sexual appetite, right, and often operate in uh some form of sexual immorality, and there's a lot of forms of sexual immorality, 
is because they they chew on that. They they might watch a lot of pornography, watch a lot of, you know, women in tight clothes, now, you know, men in tight clothes, people showing, you know, their body parts or whatever. And so people begin to develop an appetite for what they take in. People begin to develop an appetite for what they take in. So if you take in a lot of sexual immorality, then you will start talking in ways that let people know that you are a very sexual person or that you have a high sexual appetite. But you watch a lot of things that have a lot to do. There's a lot of people addicted to pornography, and they need to be set free from that. But but they start taking in that, and then they want to start doing those things in which they see, in which those things that they hear about, in which those, uh, in, in those things in which they talk about. So we have to remember as believers, as Christians, as as children of the Most High God, that we have a responsibility into what we eat. We can't put everything in our body. Everything we put in our body is not good for us. We know that naturally, but do we know it spiritually? And do we abide by those things in which we know? God told Ezekiel, eat this scroll and speak to the people. A lot of times we eating and we talking to people about the wrong stuff. We're talking to people about things that are not edifying God, that are not giving God glory. Instead, by our mouth, we are setting people astray. And the Bible is clear that we are our brother's keeper. In the book of Ezekiel, and it's a little bit further on um, in the in the chapters, it talks about how when a when a person is is in sin, how we have a responsibility to talk to them about their sin. Because let's be real, y'all, if we know that somebody is sinning and we sit there and we don't say anything. That's blood on our hands. Now, you have to pray about it. I'm not going to say just go to somebody, you know, just any old kind of way. You have to be in prayer about it. You have to ask God, God, how, how do I go about this situation, you know, with this person? How do I talk to them about it? Because you want the person to be able to receive what you have to say, and sometimes God will lay it on your heart so heavily, you can't do nothing but deliver the message. But we have to be careful even in that, that a lot of times, let me back up a little bit, because this is something that I, that I felt heavily when I heard it this morning that I need to say it. See, a lot of times we don't want to tell people and give people words of correction according to the word of God because we know how we're living. See, we know how we're living or 
because the devil has us still ashamed of our past. And so we feel like we can't tell somebody who is, and I'm just using this as an example. Say we know somebody that's dear to our heart who is, uh, say they're stealing. Uh, I'm just using that as an example. They're stealing. They are stealing. They don't have a problem with stealing. And uh, they're cool with it, right? Just using that as an example. They steal. They take things that don't belong to them, and they openly share it. You're aware of it. You know, they, they have no problem. In fact, they're very comfortable with telling you that they are a thief. I'm just calling it as, as, as it is, and I'm using this as an example. Now, number one, there is something right there off the top that is that to me is problematic that a person who is a thief even feels comfortable with going to you who, if you are living a righteous lifestyle in front of them, that they feel comfortable of even sharing that with you. Because what I found is that people who know how you move, and if you're consistent in your moving, they don't even want you to know some things that they're doing. Because they know, because of the lifestyle that you live and because of the words that you say, you are going to give them a word of correction in love. And so they don't even want you to know usually, all right? So I want to be clear about that. But say somebody is comfortable, right, because y'all just cool like that. And they're comfortable and they hey, I'm still in this, the best thing, blah, 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 blah and you say nothing. You say nothing. Now, usually there's only a couple of reasons why we don't say anything. One, because somehow we've been tricked into believing that, well, we can't judge people or we're going to be judged, right? So sometimes we don't say anything because of that. You know, we don't want to come across as judging. So we just going to allow that person to keep doing something that can eventually get them killed, right? They can eventually get them killed. So we're not, but we're not going to say anything, even though we know that the Bible says that God shall not be mocked whatsoever a man soweth that he shall also reap. So we just going to allow them to reap it. We just gonna turn a blind eye to it, which doesn't make sense to me when we say that we love our brothers and our brothers and sisters, but yet when they do them wrong, we just gonna turn a blind eye to. We're not gonna say anything because either we we don't we either because we're in fear that that they're gonna say we're judging them, which we're not, or because we're doing things that we know that we don't have any business doing, and so we don't want them to say anything to us about what we're doing. So now it's just a free-for-all. We all just going to live in sin, and oh, oh, well, we'll deal with it when we see Jesus. Or because we used to steal, and even though God has delivered us from that, we're afraid the person is going to bring up our past. But see, here's the reality. In none of those situations 
does it make sense? Because, see, whatever we used to do, if we've repented, if we've changed in Christ, there is no condemnation. So if you see somebody doing something and you know that all sin leads to death, that's what the Word of God says. I'm not saying it. That's what God, the Word of God says, that all sin leads to death if we don't repent and turn from our evil ways. We are our brother's keeper. We have a responsibility. I have a responsibility to everybody in my life who was doing wrong to say, you know you're not supposed to be doing that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be a part of that. You don't want to be the cause of somebody else's hurt and pain. And that's what I have openly said to people in love. And they have said to me, you know what, well, you're right. See, we got we to gotta be about our father's business. Now, I'm not co- going to somebody said, oh, you're a thief. Oh, you're horrible. Oh, you're, you're this or you're that. But I am saying, hey, 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 let's talk about this. You know, let me tell you what the word of God says about what you're doing. And you don't want no parts of this. You're not made like that. God has not called you to be like that. And then guess what? Then I continue to pray with them and pray for them. And sometimes I don't even pray with them. Sometimes I just pray for them. Because I know that God has a calling on their life or God would have never opened the door for me to have that conversation with them. See, if God opens the door... After you've eaten of the word and you've chewed on the word and the word is inside of you and God allows you to see some things and hear some things and be a part of some conversations or you know of some things that are happening, you have a responsibility. Ezekiel was a watchman. The Bible calls him a watchman. You and I have been called to be watchmen. That means we can't just see something and hear about something and let it ride. Mm -mm. God ain't called us to do that. We have a responsibility to pray. We have a responsibility to talk to our brothers and sisters in love and and to try to encourage them to turn from their evil ways. See, some will just plant the seed. But see, it's God that adds the increase. But he needs some planters. He needs some people that are going to plant the seed. He needs some people that are going to water it. Because, see, what you come around and say, maybe the parent, maybe the mom or dad already planted the seed, and maybe God has called you to water it so that he can come and add the increase. See, a lot of times we're so busy worried about ourselves or we're so busy worried about how other people are going to perceive us when God has called us to be planters and waterers. He's the one that adds the increase. We can't get people to change, but God can. We can't get people to turn their life around, but God can. All we got to do is speak the word to the people. All we have to do is plant the seed. All we have to do is water the seed and trust God to add the increase. 
is our role. This is our responsibility, people of God. I love you all. Have an awesome day in the Lord. Meditate, 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 meditate on God's word. Look for people this weekend where you know God has called you to plant the seed or to water it. We got to do something. We are losing people, and it's because we're sitting there with our mouths closed, and we are allowing those who are dear to our heart to run amok. God has not called us to do that. I love you all. Have an awesome day and an awesome weekend. Be blessed. Bye-bye.